0: Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are joining with me today for a nice hot cup of Joe or a cup of Josephine or whatever you are drinking. <laughs> Oh, well, it is just a little bit after five in the morning on June 22nd, 2023, and happy birthday to me. (laughs) Oh, yep, today is my birthday, and I have been sitting outside watching it go from dark to light for the past half hour and just enjoying looking out here over the farm listening to some of the ducks that were quacking oh it's what's <laughs> looking over in our our goat buck pen and it's hilarious because one of our our biggest goat Loki is standing like a statue sideways and directly behind him is our uh, livestock guardian dog Heidi uh, in the exact same pose. <laughs> kind of follow the leader, like they're you know, like it's almost like one of those, uh, like uh, uh, you know, an amateur painting where you know a lot of stuff is painted two D. They're just out there standing that way. Don't know why, but oh, Heidi's moving now, so <laughs> the moment is over. But just sitting out here, kind of pondering, thinking about what does it mean when you have a birthday. And because uh, this day, I am 53. Or 53, she's <laughs> Be nice. Nope. I am 58 years old. Wow. It's not one of those milestones, you know, like when you hit uh 21. Because you really don't care that much about twenty, because you're you're looking for that magical twenty-one age, or when you hit thirty and you're no longer a, a twenty-something, and uh, you have to, you know, you, you start pondering things a little bit different. And then forty comes around, and you're like, oh crap, am I forty? Uh, <laughs> um, Fifty hits, and wow. You start thinking about life being a bit more serious, uh, and then sixty, which I haven't hit yet, but I have family and friends that are sixty. Uh, and then uh, next thing you know, there's going to roll around seventy and eighty and ninety and and a hundred. And I guess if you're <laughs> if you got really good health and good genes, you get a hundred and ten. Uh, but Fifty-eight. It's not one of those. But birthdays are one of those, to me, one of those fun, exciting, interesting times. Um, I've uh, My wife and I, we love watching Big Bang Theory. It's just nice, frivolous, fun, and not serious. And uh, one of the characters, Leonard, uh, we learn on the show that he didn't have bir- birthday celebrations because his mother said, uh, you know, he didn't do anything. This, it was something she did uh, in giving birth. So he doesn't get to celebrate birthdays. <laughs> I'm of the opinion, celebrate all kinds of things because there's not enough celebration doesn't have to be a huge celebration doesn't mean you you know um have a big parade for for you but celebrate the different kinds of things and uh so today I don't know exactly what's taking place i know we've got some some grandkids and and uh <coughs> excuse me kind of a Adopted grandkids that are going to be over for a pool party in our little pool. But the, uh, and I know the wife is, uh, Dawn is saying, uh, you know, I'm going to take you out for dinner any place you want to go. Why isn't Chi-Chi's open anymore? That was always such a fun birthday place going over to Terre Haute and they had a Chi-Chi's. And I I think the entire chain is shut down now. I'm not sure if somebody knows of a Chi-Chi's. Somewhere within a couple hours, give me a holler, um, so I can enjoy a chi again. Get to wear the big Mexican hat on your birthday and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, some people, they dread their birthdays. Some people dread those certain mile marker, milestone birthdays. But really, birthdays and celebrations are what you make of them. You know, back when I was in college, I uh, I pondered different things, uh, and I pondered them in different ways because I was a a youngin back then. But I made I made a few little posters. I think I may have even talked about this on a previous podcast. But I made some posters that I put on the wall of certain truths. That I thought were important for me to think a lot about and get down in my gut. And one of them, well, one was uh, PMA, positive mental attitude. I thought that was an important thing to really focus on. And I've tried. Of course, every you know everybody fails, you know, on the perfection that they would like to have. But uh, another one, Uh, I'm trying to remember now what exactly was the wording. Um, uh, Situations are neither positive or negative. It's how you interpret them that make them positive or negative. And that's an important thing. That's an important thing. And I have talked and taught. Talked? And taught about that. I taught, I taught, putty, uh for years in doing therapy with people. It's, it, there's so much that hinges on how you interpret situations, events, perceptions about your life. How do you choose to interpret them? That's what really matters you know talking about birthdays as our as our key focus here in this podcast you hit a milestone birthday how do you choose to interpret it you know when 30 hit that was a little harder of a one for me to swallow because my 20s was a very fun decade it was very fun you know, it started off with me being in college. My college years were good. Uh, got out of college, you know, worked in drug abuse prevention. <clears throat> it was probably my funnest job that I ever had. Uh, it was great. Uh, met a lot of really neat people. Built a strong network uh, of folks that uh, I utilized for many years, you know. Um, uh, in, in doing other work, you know, got married, uh, you know, had a, a lot of fun, you know, as a, 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 gosh, what do you call, uh, dinks, dual income, no kids, <laughs> the dink couple. Um, and so when 30 hit, there was a sadness that my twenties were over. But when you stop and think about it, did that mean that the things that I did in my 20s were over? (coughs) No. That ties into perception. That ties into interpretation. I was interpreting that those things were over. And that more serious things were, you know, on the horizon. Or higher expectations were on the horizon. But that wasn't necessarily... The best interpretation. You know, just because you hit a birthday doesn't mean that major things change. Now, so there are some things that change. You know, like I mentioned, you know, uh, early birthdays, like when you turn 18, you become a legal adult. That's a significant change. 21, you you're legally able to consume alcohol. That's a that's a change. When you hit 25, your in, car insurance rates go down. That's a woohoo kind of a change. Um, you know, when you hit uh, 62, well, when you hit 55, a lot of places consider you a senior. And then you get discounts on food and you don't necessarily have to have the larger plate meal. You can get that senior plate meal. A lot of places have gotten rid of the senior meal since they reopened after uh, the pandemic uh, lockdowns. And I don't like that. I want those senior discounts. I had to get to this age in order to get them and I want them. But, uh... <coughs> He hit 62, early Social Security retirement, 65, Medicare. You know, there are certain things that are. I don't have to keep doing that. But the rest, it all ties into how you interpret them. What do certain ages mean to you? And let me broaden that out. What do certain stages of life mean to you? Well, that's been a question that psychologists have asked for years. And the first one in a real organized way, structured way, was Eric Erickson. He had nine stages of psychosocial development. And start off with trust versus mistrust, then autonomy versus shame. Goodness, I haven't had to repeat these since I, since I uh, quit teaching uh, at Lakeland College uh, night classes back in. Gosh, when was that? Ninety? No, it was... 2002, <clears throat> uh, but it, it ends with um, autonomy versus despair. Is that it? Goodness, I've got to find an old textbook and, and look that up again. But uh, I guess I could just Google it. Everything's on Google, anyway. But you know, we we can look and interpret, you know, and think about how we're interpreting different stages of life. You know, uh, sometimes when you hit mile marker birthdays, you see yourself as entering a different phase or a different stage. And you can have mourning over the past stage. But really, what's the difference between a day? You know, the, the day when you were 57 and now you're 58, or 39 and now you're 40, What's the real difference? It's just a day, but how are you interpreting them? You know, we have a choice. We truly do. We have a choice of interpreting things good or bad, happy or sad. We have a choice. I mean, we have emotions, happy and sad are emotions, but we feel happy or sad based upon how we interpret things. There are people that cry when they have their next birthday. That's an interpretation. They're thinking, they're believing something that's leading to the tears. And that interpretation can be all kinds of things. But what are are you just letting yourself slide into an interpretation about yourself and about your life? Or are you grabbing the reins of the horse, grabbing the steering wheel, and choosing a positive, healthy interpretation for this transition of life, whether it's a birthday or, or a change in jobs, a change in careers, you know, birth of a child, an empty nest, you know, whatever it is, are you choosing a healthy interpretation for it? <clears throat> because I believe that that is highly critical. You know, one of the things that I was looking at, looking forward to when I was in my 40s with the idea of my 50s were around the corner was that a lot of people, they really go into their full stride once they get into their 50s because they have acquired career-wise 30 years worth of knowledge and wisdom in their career. And that now they're in their 50s, they can kick it into high gear. Well, I wanted that, and I planned different things for that. It's just my plans didn't work out the way that I wanted them to. You know, I had... uh, Plans of more uh, career independence. But, and and doing things like public speaking, uh, getting on uh, speaking tours, that kind of thing. Uh, Doing, you know, um, uh, courses and stuff online. But there were different things that seemed to get in the way. Um, uh, because, well, life can get very full. Life can get very distracting. There can be changes in life that make things difficult. <clears throat> there can be circumstances completely outside your control. And now I look at there's only two years left in my 50s. My interpretation could be, well, I've missed the boat. The ship has left the harbor. The ship was getting ready to leave eight years ago. And now there's only two years left of the 50s. Well, let me let me pause there and say, who the heck said that it has to be in your 50s? Or was it just an observation that this is when people tend to Kick things into gear and do different kinds of things because they've had 30 years in a career. Well, is 30 a magical thing? Is that the interpretation that's the most accurate or does it really fit additional higher ages as well? You know, does it stop at age 60? Does it stop at age 70? There is a lovely, lovely lady that I have uh, never met, but we meet every Thursday, uh, myself and two ladies uh, regarding entrepreneurial um Goals, Plans, and Dreams. It's a little mastermind group. And we've been doing this, oh my gosh, August is going to be 10 years. And one of the two ladies, her name is Vina. And this year, in, in, in a way that uh, it's kind of hard to believe, she's turning 80. Yet she still has entrepreneurial dreams and hopes and plans and actions that she's doing to pursue her dream and her goal of reaching out to caregivers who have had a spouse or possibly a child that they are having to be a long term caregiver for and how to help them have strong, healthy lives. Uh, in spite of the caregiving, what can many times be overwhelming, caregiving duties. She's turning 80. I can't remember exactly which day her birthday is, but she's turning 80. Well, look at me. To her, I'm just a snot-nosed punk kid of 58. <laughs> <clears throat> she she started this, this path when she was turning 70. It doesn't mean that I have two years left. That's an interpretation. So how does this apply to you? Are you doing what you want to be doing? Are there things that you would like to do differently? Are, there, are you interpreting things at this stage in your life in a less than positive way? What are you believing You know, everybody has a birthday every year. So when you hit your next birthday, or the one coming up, I mean, you know, when you hit that, what's going to be your interpretation? Are you looking at it as things passed? Opportunities missed? Or, hey, look at this. What do I want to do? This year, what do I want to do? How do I want to rock my age? You know, I I remember when I turned 50, I got a coffee mug from coworkers that said, I think it said something like, uh, nifty at 50. (laughs) I've seen coffee mugs that say, uh, uh, 60 and sexy, uh, it's, you know i love coffee mugs cuz you can get find them with all different kinds of little phrases on them some positive some negative uh and and you know you can look at that coffee mug and let that be a bit of your your mantra your thing that you say over and over again if it's positive now when i finished my student teaching back in 1987 my cooperating teacher carol she gave me a black coffee mug <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. It's packed in a box. I never ever want to get rid of it. <clears throat> but it, it simply said, uh, "Life's a bitch, and then you die." I thought, <laughs> what a wonderful ironic gift to give a brand new teacher. <laughs> but make make your your birthday a time to, you know, reflect or change or confirm. What you believe, how you want to interpret, you know, this next stage, this next phase, this next year of this incredible gift of life. Now, somebody may be saying, Larry, I hear what you're saying, but you don't know my life. You don't know the things that I'm facing. And you're right, I don't. Unless I know you personally and we've been talking about it, I don't know. But there's also things you don't know about me because I don't always share everything on the podcast. My wife thinks I share everything on the podcast. But no, I don't share everything on the podcast. So I will say I have had in the past two years many remarkable health issues that have hit. Some out of the blue. Some... Don't surprise me because I haven't led that perfect lifestyle. (laughs) You know, those things that, you know, the doctor and, you know, and everybody says, you know, don't do this or do that. Keep your weight down. Pay attention to what you eat. Yeah, there's some stuff that's maybe associated with that. And some stuff just came out of the blue. Wasn't anticipating Does it affect me? Yes, it does. It affects me on a daily basis. Are some things improving? Yes, they are. Uh, More clarity in my thinking. That's a positive thing. I like that. I feel like uh, uh, podcasts are sounding like they used to uh, a couple, two, three years ago. Uh, As opposed to in more recent months, there's positive things that's happening. There's some negative things that are happening, but I've had a lot of buts today, haven't I? But it all depends on how you interpret them, how you choose to interpret them. And what you look at is what you see. What you look for is what you find. Let me say that again. What you look at is what you see. What you look for is what you find. If you are looking at or looking for negative things, I guarantee you, without a doubt, you will find them. And if you look at and look for the positive things, I guarantee you will find them also. So what do you choose to look for? Because when you look at the negative and look for the positive, or look, look at the negative and look for the negative, and you find them, you will develop negative interpretations about yourself, your life, your family, your career, and other things in life. But if you look at the positive, if you look for the positive, that is what you will find That is what you will see. Those will be the things that you will use to help build a positive interpretation of your life. But Larry, but Larry, I've got these big negative things. Okay, I get that. So do I. And so do other people. Do you choose to look at them or do you choose to look through them to see what's positive on the other side? Let me say that again. Do you choose to look at them, those negative things, or do you choose to look through them at what's on the other side? Because that's what you need to do. Every single person out there has big negative things that may be within their control. It may be outside of their control. But guess what? There's positive stuff on the other side of it. Think of it like a billboard that's blocking a beautiful view. You know, you go out into a national park and they've got those places where you can pull off the road and you can look out over a valley or look over this or that and you see that beautiful view. Well, what if somebody put up a big 40 foot by 20 foot billboard blocking that view? Well, that would really suck. (laughs) Because... You stop there at that roadside pull-off, and what do you see? This big billboard advertising, I don't know, hemorrhoid cream or something like that. And so you think about hemorrhoids. That's not a thing I like thinking about. Don't have them, don't want them. But does that mean the view is gone? No, it just means it's been blocked or you've been distracted by this big billboard on hemorrhoids. That are a pain in the patootie. (laughs) So what we need to do is, yes, there's a billboard there. But what are ways to make the billboard transparent? What can we do to not let the billboard get in our way? Well, maybe we need to walk around it. It's still there. But we don't have to focus on it. How do we look around at the other side? How do we look around at the other side? There is a lady I had the privilege of meeting many years ago, just ever so briefly in kind of a meet-greet kind of thing at the American Association of Christian Counselors. She was one of the keynote speakers. She has a ministry based on her name, and her name is Johnny Erickson Tata. Some of you recognize the name. When she was 16, she was in training for uh, swimming for the Olympics. And she had a tragic accident that resulted in her breaking her neck and becoming a quadriplegic at age 16. (sighs) I don't know how people get past those kind of gigantic overwhelming billboards in life but look her up see what she and the ministry that she built has done and she is uh, I'm not sure if she's still on the speaking rounds cuz she's getting up there in years but she was a, a keynote speaker internationally She started a ministry of getting wheelchairs to people in underdeveloped countries who were never able to get them. Uh, The ministry, I think it's called, uh, is it Johnny and Friends? Or is that just the radio show she used to have? But she's incredibly inspirational because She got around the billboard in her life. The billboard's still there, but that's not her focus. So I'm almost out of time. I went a lot longer than I thought I was going to. So let me just say, happy birthday to me. If you share my birthday, happy birthday to you. And if you have a birthday this year, happy birthday to you. Make the most of your birthday and your life in a positive way. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll catch you next time and have some more coffee with Larry. (laughs) Bye-bye.